0: Greetings from Hannibal, Missouri. And welcome to Rivertown Review, the podcast. An informative and hopefully entertaining look at all things Hannibal. With Megan Rapp. People tend to come, visit. They like it here. They move here. And Harold Smith.
1: In our biased viewpoint, this part of the country, this community is an excellent place to be from.
0: And now, Rivertown Review. The podcast.
1: Here we go again. It is I remember when it was episode five, and we were all giddy about episode five. And now it is episode twenty of the Rivertown Review Podcast.
2: That is fingers and toes. You need that to count the number of podcasts now. That's amazing. Take
1: your take your mittens off, take your shoes off. It is just just we just shake our heads in wonderment of of it all. I'm Harold Smith. And I'm Megan Rapp. And here we are again, and we thank you for being with us. This is, this has been quite a week, actually. Uh, not only in in the life of the Rivertown Review podcast, but uh, in in our lives as well. Uh, as As we record this, uh, the the previous episode with Michael Gaines, episode nineteen, also included a visit from our friends with the. Quincy Herald-Wig uh, newspaper, and uh, as we sit here on a Wednesday, this past Sunday, uh, they had a very nice article in there, spelled our names right and everything.
2: I know it's not every day that a podcast gets news coverage. I so. would, yeah, and this no, is actually the spiffy.
1: actually the second time we've been in print, which shows you how slow a news week it was last weekend
2: (laughs) good point Uh, yeah
1: i just what the heck else was going on where they couldn't have found something else
2: well but i i tell you i think and and we've heard this from our listeners as well Mm -hmm. i think it's just one of the facts is hannibal has all kinds of cool things cool things going on um Interesting history, um, interesting, well, like we learned the last podcast, lots of, you know, arts and just Mm -hmm. so many things to do that the media decided, hey, here's a new way to get information about all the great things in Hannibal. Mm -hmm. We'll cover it. So thank you for listening. uh,
1: Exactly. And the fact that nobody else was well, that's one of the reasons we did this anyway. We looked around at podcasts and go, ain't nobody else doing what we're doing. So let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. And apparently seem to seem been doing the right thing mm. at least at least so far uh and, and i mean you and you uh have if 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 you don't brag on your other half uh i i will brag on him for you uh your husband uh, got uh, got a nice little honor uh here recent well yesterday as we sit here and record this
2: here. yes uh-huh. he got um nominated and um won one of the top 20 under 40 in business um, people
1: yeah this is a this is a, I guess officially a Quincy area thing
2: Quincy Hannibal Quincy Hannibal
1: mm-hmm. yeah, you know, this uh, Northeast Missouri Western Illinois Hannibal Quincy area uh, they have uh, they've been doing this for a number of years now they have a designation uh, of, uh, of celebration of of the young uh, business leaders uh, in the community 20 20 under 40 and Ryan Rapp uh, is one of the 20 under 40 for 2018.
2: Uh, you know, just the the talent, not only in this room, but the talent that, that, that we are married to, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you. Abso- oh, yeah. It's, it's just mind-boggling. Yeah. And speaking of interesting people from Hannibal, yes. that is what our podcast is going to be about today.
1: More people that maybe you've you may have heard of, but probably not.
2: Stuff you maybe don't know about Hannibal, but you should because it's really interesting. Uh,
1: And that's why we're here, to do interesting and hopefully entertaining stuff, tell you stuff about people that you didn't know about.
2: Yes, kind of a did-you-know episode. That's
1: it, yeah. Did you know? Um, Did you know that the first African-American to win an Olympic gold medal was born in Hannibal, Missouri?
2: Full disclosure, I did know that, but... Mm only as of a couple of weeks ago uh yeah.
1: yeah yeah only in in the midst of putting all of you know figuring out what the heck we're going to talk about mm-hmm. from one week to the next uh gentleman by the name of george pogue. george pogue uh he was born in 1880 in hannibal didn't spend a lot of time here his uh, his family moved uh when he was very young uh moved to um uh, to uh wisconsin mm-hmm. lacrosse wisconsin uh, While well, he was still a toddler uh, and um, went to Lacrosse High School, excellent student, uh, the, actually a class salutatorian at Lacrosse, the first African American to graduate from Lacrosse High School. Uh, but the main thing, uh, he was a track and field athlete, uh, broke a 50 year state record in Wisconsin, went to the University of Wisconsin Madison. Uh, then in 1904, uh, the 1904 Olympics, which were held, in St. Louis. Louis, in St. Louis, the St. Louis World's Fair was the same year. Uh, the the notable the one notable uh, contribution to society from the St. Louis World's Fair that's where the ice cream cone was invented and iced tea and I yes, yes iced tea I knew there were several different things but the one that stuck with stuck in my mind was was ice cream cone ice cream cones
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. yes you can't beat that <laughs> absolutely yes that's, yeah but uh, he was uh, came in third won a bronze medal. Uh, on August 31st, 1904, in the 400 meter hurdles, uh, the first African American to earn a medal in the Olympics. Then later that day, there was another African American athlete by the name of Joseph Stadler who won a silver medal in the standing high jump. So uh, he he just just made it. He he yeah just made it by that much. Uh, it's kind of
2: like the first man on the moon, you know. I mean, really, <laughs> that's
1: it's right. the
2: one that got down the ladder first.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just he got dibs, and he yeah. Did, there he... was a
2: second man about thirty seconds later, but first.
1: But who remembers? Who can sit here and tell you who the okay? We know who the first man on the moon was, but quick, who was the second man on the moon? Buzz uh, Aldrin. I believe so. I think you. I, I am ninety-eight point nine percent sure that you're right. I'm on relatively the, yeah, it sure. Yeah, was Buzz on Aldrin. Then, but but who was the guy that was circling the moon when? I, I want to say Michael Collins. I'll have to, I'll have that. I'll have to look up. Well, we'll in case anybody cares later on, but uh, no, he went on, uh, George Pogue went on to become an educator. He became a teacher, uh, went wound up. Well, after the Olympics, he stayed in St. Louis, uh, as a teacher, Sumner high school, uh, for almost a decade and, uh, a student of his uh, talked about uh, later on how how uh, highly skilled he was in guiding students. He was uh, in uh, taught debate, uh, taught uh, theatrics. Uh, he was a farmer for a while in Minnesota. Wound up in Chicago. Worked as a postal clerk. Um, that, met- that's
2: pretty much the definition of Renaissance man. Oh, definitely I mean, Olympic hurdler. Which 1904? It's not like you get. You know, giant sponsorships from nike when you win a medal no um you just you go and you compete and then
1: yeah it was it was truly amateur athletics in in those days yes. uh yes but yeah, uh, to go on to all that he was able to accomplish never married uh died in 1962 in chicago um to uh and to say uh, this is from incidentally my information here to give full attribution biography.com is where this comes from so uh, thanks to those folks for, for being there for that. And um, in uh, in Lacrosse, Wisconsin, uh, it says here to help honor the Olympians accomplishments which many have felt have been lost to history. The city of Lacrosse gave uh, their they have a park. It had been named Hood Park, but they changed it to jo- George C. Pogue Park in 2013. So if you go to Lacrosse, Wisconsin, you'll find George Pogue park, park for in honor of the first African American who win a medal in the Olympics, who was born in Hannibal, Missouri.
2: Well, and I don't know how much as far as exhibit-wise you will see, but I know that Jim's Journey, the Huck Finn Freedom Center here in Hannibal, um, uh, actually Faye Dant is the one that brought it to my attention that, that George Pope was the Um, was the first African American um, to win an Olympic medal and the fact that he was born here in Hannibal. So um, I think there's going to be, if, if there isn't already, there's going to be some information. So when you go, when you come to Hannibal, head over to um, Jim's journey and find out a little bit more about that. And, you know, that is actually, that's just the beginning of the firsts that, that we, that we kind of have um, to talk about in this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, like you said, he was the first um, African-American to win a medal. Um, did you know that the first woman in the United States to vote after the um, ratification of the 19th Amendment, was it was in Hannibal, Missouri?
1: Yeah. Um, somebody was in here for an episode and we and mentioned that in passing I don't remember whether it was Lisa marks that did that or Donna Brown did that but uh, yeah there that that has been mentioned in passing here and which is the only reason I have any clue about it whatsoever
2: so the um, it was August 31st of 1920 and the 19th amendment had just been passed five days prior hmm so, of course, the 19th Amendment, giving women the right to vote in yep. the United States. So, five days prior, the 19th, the 19th Amendment had had passed, and there was a special election um, for an open seat for aldermen in Hannibal. Ah. So, it was a local election. Sure. And um, Marie, and if I mispronounce her name, I apologize, I believe it's Byrum, B-Y-R-U-M. I would... I would assume it's Byram. If, Marie, I was,
1: if I was taking a shot, that's what I'd say, too.
2: Marie Byram, um, she got up at 530 in the morning because she had to walk 15 blocks. Um, and so she was there at the polling place, which was at North and Main Street, um, The uh, was where you voted.
1: Mm-hmm. Just right over here, north. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly, corner. As the, we as we point, as we point, yeah. but mm-hmm. the,
2: yes, so right downtown, the corner of North and Main Street. Yeah, which um, is
1: for people who know Hannibal, if uh, the Tom, basically the Tom and Huck statue, the Tom and Huck statue, right is there, in the corner
2: of North mm-hmm. and Main. Um, so that that's where you went to vote. So she started walking at five thirty in the morning and got there at seven. Now there was another woman who, um, they had they were friends and they had kind of a friendly rivalry because they wanted to know or they wanted to see who won who was going to be the first to vote mm. um and i do not remember her name but she cast her vote here. marie cast her vote vote at 7 a.m and her friend cast her vote at 703
1: here we go another one of those cases another first one. First person second person that's right we
2: know marie <laughs> from the first person and i didn't write down the name of the second yeah, person yeah, but yeah. it's you know any other town that didn't have such rich history like Mark Twain and Molly Brown and the Mississippi River, they would, you know, use that as their like claim well, they, to they, fame. They'd
1: hang their hat on that. Yeah, they'd they they'd do their best to beat the drums just just for that. But yep. uh, and and of course, having never walked in those moccasins, and of course, all these years later, we we haven't either because. Uh, the, the right to vote is is well established and well ingrained and and all of that but to you know in that time to be in that position where you know i mean i'm sure they probably didn't realize that they were the the very first perhaps or maybe they did uh but they i mean they knew they were the first in this particular election you know they knew that much anyway
2: exactly yeah
1: but uh to man what a what what a, what a historic what a momentous thing uh, in 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 the fabric of the country
2: and and so easy to take for granted, you know. Yeah. 1920. That's less than a hundred years. Yeah, yeah. The I mean, of it, an it, eye. It'll soon be a hundred years. It'll but, soon be a hundred years. <laughs> that but still, us women folk have been able to vote.
1: Yeah, which is that's that's a that's a whole other discussion as far as far as that goes. But the the resp- you know the responsibility of, of it, and that's a whole that's a whole that's a whole other commentary. We see the elections where on a on a good uh a, they they figure 25 percent of the vo- of the registered voters turning out for an election is good
2: that's which a, that's is, another that's not even a, an, a podcast episode that's another complete podcast <laughs> altogether
1: that's a yeah whole nother whole hey, other thing yeah
2: but we can we can be proud of the fact that the first woman in the united states to vote was here in hannibal right here in hannibal
0: Thank you for joining us for the Hannibal Rivertown Review podcast. We'll get back to the show in just a moment. We want to remind you that if you like what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Also, for comments and suggestions, you can email us at rivertownreview at gmail.com and visit us at rivertownreview.com and rivertownreview on Facebook.
2: That's a very admirable. Uh, and a very very admirable great
1: mm, and speaking of admirable people who have come through hannibal ah the <laughs> that was
2: a fantastic segue don't oh, laugh that was a great segue
1: it, absolutely and it and it, it took that since i'm since i have the information in front of me yeah you megan knows by now she's got to be real obvious about this stuff before i catch on uh you know you got to hit them between the eyes with a two by four to get no. them to catch on but anyhow yes admiral admiral robert e Kuntz. uh people that know hannibal know the admiral Kuntz recreation center please don't call it the armory uh thank you mary lynn mm-hmm. uh, but uh, no they and and people may have you know people who know hannibal people who live here may have no idea okay admiral Kuntz, I mean, Most the guy th- people
2: have no idea who admiral Kuntz is they know they've heard of admiral coontz Recreation Center or Admiral Kuntz Armory. you have no idea why anything named after him.
1: Nope. Now, in this, I don't have written down here exactly where this information came from, but, uh, uh, but A adm- reputable source. A reputable source. You better believe it. Yeah, I didn't didn't get it from Wikipedia. <laughs> I, I Thank made, you. I made I made it a point not to get it from Wikipedia. Thank nope. you. Nope. Wouldn't wouldn't dream of it. Uh, but no, uh, Rod, Robert E. Kuntz, born June eleventh, eighteen sixty four. At 303 North 6th Street in Hannibal. That's, that is the home of Mr. and Mrs. Benton Kuntz. Uh, let's see. Uh, he wrote, matter of fact, uh, Admiral Kuntz wrote uh, in uh, the book that he wrote after he retired, um, I, I lost the quote. Born in the second story front room from which my mother could look out upon the Mississippi and see the passing steamboats. That he, he wrote that. Uh, and uh, when he was still young, they moved to a new home at the northwest corner of North 6th and Hill Streets. So that's that's where he, he grew up. Uh, Makes me
2: want to run up to those addresses and uh, see if there's any plaques on, yeah, on there. Yeah,
1: check check for plaques, and if there's not, then there, there should, should be. There should be, absolutely. Because
2: he wasn't just, I mean, you don't get to be admiral. Admiral, I almost said admirable. <laughs> should, you, well. well, you don't get to be an admirable admiral.
0: Mm-hmm
1: for nothing no no no, you gotta gotta earn your earn your uh chops to do that uh explored the caves growing up uh he carved his name inside mcdowell's cave which is now mark Mark twain Twain cave cave. Mm -hmm. and under the date of 1874 uh oh uh the of course he like everybody like every other young boy fell in love with the steamboats um felt a, a call to the call to the river first of all but then um he, he worked for the streetcar service, attended Hannibal College. Um, William Henry Hatch, who was the congressman at mm-hmm. the time from the Hannibal area. Um, it says here there's a statue of Congressman Hatch in Central Park. There's one Park, in Central Park, in Park yes. In Central Park, yep. Uh, was a friend of Benton Kuntz, uh, Admiral Kuntz. Well, Robert, Robert Kuntz's dad. Yeah, he wasn't Admiral yet, uh, <laughs> but he was a, he was a friend. Um, and, uh, matter of fact, Robert Kuntz... Uh, asked Congressman Hatch for an appointment to the U.S. Naval Academy in Annapolis when he was uh, when he was in high school. Uh, and several others, it says here, several other Hannibal boys inquired also. So to choose who would get his support, Hatch gave the boys, and in, in quotation marks it says, a competitive examination. And Kuntz won. Born. Yeah, graduated from the U.S. Naval Academy in 1885, uh, served in the Navy for the next decade, stationed on vessels in Alaska and the Great Lakes, assigned to the office of the Department of the Navy in 1894, reassigned to the cruiser USS Philadelphia, uh, was on board the USS Charleston, went to the Pacific, saw action in the Spanish-American War. Uh, by 1909 or 1907, he was now a lieutenant commander, uh, participated in what became known as the Great White Fleet. And... Um, uh, Theodore Roosevelt was nearing the end of his administration. Sixteen battleships, escort ships to commence on a voyage to demonstrate American military power. Mm-hmm. Walk softly and carry a big stick. This was part of the big this stick. This was part of the big stick. Yes, it was. And uh, um, the the Great White Fleet, uh, Admiral Kuntz was a part of that. Uh, he was promoted to the rank of commander uh, after this voyage of the Great White Fleet. Assigned to the Naval Academy, served as the Commandant of Midshipmen at the Naval Academy. Served as Governor of Guam in 1912. uh, Commanding Officer of the Battleship USS Georgia, 1918 Commandant of the Puget Sound Navy Yard, 13th Naval District. By then, he was promoted to Rear Admiral. Assumed command of an entire battleship division in the Atlantic. 1919, had just been assigned to the, the Pacific Fleet. Uh, elected to succeed Admiral William Benson as Chief of Naval Operations for everybody. For everybody. Everybody. um, Established a unified United States fleet, strengthened the position of CNO, Chief of Naval Operations within the Navy Department, Uh, was Commander-in-Chief of the U.S. Fleet in 1923, um, Rear Admiral in 1925, Commandant of the 5th Naval District, Uh, After 47 years of service, retired from the Navy in 1928, uh, wrote wrote his memoirs uh, entitled From the Mississippi to the Sea, was uh, the name of his memoirs. Published in 1930, died in 1935 at the Naval Hospital in Puget Sound at the age of 71, and of course is buried in Mount Olivet Cemetery. Mount Olivet Cemetery. Yeah, the, his cortege. He came,
2: back to the, he came back to the Mississippi. He
1: came back to the Mississippi, went full circle. His cortege included a horse-drawn wagon carrying the Admiral's body observed by hundreds of onlookers as it made its way through the streets of Hannibal to the to Admiral Kuntz's final resting place, which can be seen. You can go there anytime you want. And, and, and if Donna's there, she'll more than likely... Yeah, show you around. Show, show you, you
2: around, give you some history. Yeah, and then in
1: 1938, the Work Progress Administration, the WPA, uh, which was of course created during the administration of Franklin Roosevelt, which we will we will talk about. You have information on on FDR. Oh,
2: I, I do have a little snippet. Yes, yes, yes you
1: do. Um, they uh, were assigned to construct an armory uh, next to Clemens Field, which was also a WPA project. Uh, and the it says here the massive structure cost an estimated $175,000 to build at the time. Which, at the
2: time, that's a chunk of change in
1: 1938. That was mucho dinero. Uh, dedicated in 1939, named in honor of Admiral Kuntz. Uh, performing at the ceremony, the Harry James Band. Which, if you know the big band era, uh, Harry James was a big deal. He was
2: that was a huge, huge deal. Yes. And Do you know who sang?
1: I, yeah, I have that right here. Yeah, they had a young singer who had just joined the group five months earlier, and I'll let you say it. His name was?
2: Uh, a young man by the name of Frank Sinatra.
1: A month shy of his 24th birthday, to be exact. Mm-hmm. I looked I looked it up, and yeah.
2: And, and thus far, we have been scouring to try to find <laughs> a picture of the band. Mm, yes, yes. So far, have not been able to to find to find a picture of the band performing for the opening of the Admiral Kuntz. Need who's who's the gentleman Steve, Steve, Chow, Steve he, Chow. As far as he knows, there none exists. I've looked in the ah. Missouri room at the, in the in the library. Hmm. It, anybody out there happen to have a picture of the opening? Uh, you know, of the Admiral Kuntz <laughs> at the time, the Admiral Kuntz mm-hmm. Armory. Um, Email us <laughs> because we would love to see a picture of that fantastic band with that young nobody Frank Sinatra singing.
1: <laughs> yeah, the young big band singer uh, who who went on to cause a stir or two along the way. You know, he
2: kind of—I mean—I think he made a name for himself. He did. Um, he, did he did. He did pretty good. Yeah, yeah
1: he did okay. I, yeah. I know. I know he's got one huge fan along the way on um, this mic. Anyway, uh, Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's what I say. Yeah. I, I, I think I mentioned that one other time. There may be bigger fan Frank Sinatra fans than Megan rap, but I'm not sure who they would be. Uh, just, uh, but yeah, he's, blue eyes. he made it, made a name for himself to, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's the story of, uh, of Admiral Kuntz, Admiral Robert Kuntz, who uh, went on uh, just naval exploits, uh, all over I mean, the world. He
2: served during so many battles, skirmishes. Born right here in Hannibal, it's just like we said. I mean, we have so many firsts here. You know, yeah. we went over to George Poe. We talked about Marie Byram. Um, I think probably the last first we'll, we can discuss for mm-hmm. this podcast, since we're, we've been talking about kind of the people you should know. I think maybe the next one we'll talk about some some interesting places.
1: Okay. Ah, sure. Why
2: not? Yes. Or for episode twenty one, maybe we'll just do something else. Or episode 22, 23,
1: Who yeah, knows? Because we have people that are that are scratching and clawing. They have come to us, plea begging and pleading to be. A, there's a couple of people that come to mind. One in particular that we we got to get her in here because she's her her friends that have been on the podcast are giving her a hard time. Giving her about hard it. time. Yeah. So we. What can Certainly we do? Leave
2: people out. Goodness.
1: <laughs> yeah. We It's it, 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 of course it's amazing that it would be that big a deal, but hey, you know.
2: Uh, humble domination Harold
1: you, don't forget it that's it hey you better believe it that the it's a systematic uh what is well, I, uh, I forget how I put it on the on the Facebook post um uh systematic I don't know anyhow yeah but the humble humble, humble domination. domination humble yeah. domination that's what you do of course I in the very beginning I referred to this as a burgeoning multimedia empire yeah and hey we have got to start somewhere. We're right on track. By galley, better believe it. Yeah.
2: And you know where the March Memorial Bridge started?
1: You mean other than, did it start on the Missouri side or the Illinois side or somewhere well, in the it middle? Well, the...
2: it started by crossing the Mississippi River. Well, yeah,
1: there, there is that. Okay, that's the smart Alec answer yes. now.
2: <laughs> it, it was uh, open in 1936, mm-hmm. um, and... The ribbon was cut to dedicate the March Train Memorial Bridge. There was actually, for four years, there was a toll booth on the bridge to help pay for the bridge. Yeah, I think I knew that. You yeah. can find pictures of the little, it's just this little house. Um, but who cut the ribbon? None other than President Franklin D. Roosevelt. Yeah. He came to Hannibal to cut the the ribbon for the Marchway Memorial Bridge
1: was right here. His very own
2: self. By golly, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's pretty darn impressive.
1: Uh, you better believe it. Yeah, we, I, I've, I've tried to, and I think we've m- might have mentioned this once, as far as trying to figure out how many presidents have actually been here during their time in office, and I've, I've had a heck of a time. I mean, I'm not the researcher that you are, but I've, I've had a heck of a time trying to find out, just Googling it as far as uh, how many presidents have have actually visited Hannibal during their time. During their presidency. Yeah. The (laughs) only other one that I know of for sure was Jimmy Carter. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was here. Um, I don't think Bill Clinton was here, but I don't think he was president at the time.
2: It used to be Hannibal... Well, and still often is Hannibal is a is a a big campaign stop for those campaigns. Yeah,
1: because I know John Kerry when he ran for president uh, in two thousand four was here, and Clinton and Clinton was here when he ran, um, which is still a pretty big deal for a presidential candidate to come. To come, Uh, but uh, but this and you know this if you wanna if you wanna come to a place that is you know that's going to get everybody's attention then this idyllic you know, place made famous by mark twain who didn't give i mean he laughed up his sleeve at all of those politicians anyhow so there's some Which kind of irony there really ironic yeah. it's that tom it is.
2: sawyer effect all over again oh, yeah. you know yeah. he, uh, i love it
1: yeah yes he just yeah he, he, mark, wherever mark twain is he's Whenever these politicians say though they have to be seen in, in Hannibal's stand holding the brush at the fence or or whatever it might be. He's You just, know he's guffawing. Oh yeah. He's absolutely guffawing. Yeah. As a matter of fact, if you if you may hear may hear, you know, see a cloud pass over and hear just a little bit of a rumble or something while that's happening, you know, yep, yeah, Sam Sam's just Sam's giving him what for. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
2: Well, Uh, Hopefully, we have uh, informed and entertained our podcast listeners today with some stuff that you probably didn't know about Hannibal, Mm -hmm. Um, and like we said, thank you again for uh, sticking with us. 20 episodes.
1: Amazing. 20
2: down lots to go
1: lord knows how many to go <laughs> it just, if you if, if you're going to keep you're silly enough keep listening and we're silly enough keep cranking them out by golly because it's all about humble domination there you go yes we thank you so much for joining us and uh, we invite you to to join us uh, when we sit down and do this again i'm Harold smith and
2: i'm megan Rapp,
1: and that is episode 20 of the hannibal rivertown review podcast see you next time
0: thank you for joining us for rivertown review the podcast For more information on all things Hannibal, visit our website, rivertownreview.com. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes, please email us at rivertownreview at gmail.com. And be sure and join Megan and Harold next time for Rivertown Review, the podcast.